Welcome back to Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Shannon, what do we have on the agenda for this evening? Well, since this is our 007 episode, our seventh episode, uh, we are going to be focusing on James Bond cocktails tonight. Fantastic. dun 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 <laughs> All right, so very I, good. I think everybody is uh, pretty aware of the quote "shaken not stirred." The vodka martini shaken not stirred, pretty classic Bond stuff there. So it might not be a far jump for us to figure out that we're going to be making a vodka martini that for our first r- drink tonight. That seems pretty reasonable. All right, so first I'm going to uh, ask you to pull a couple things out of the cupboard. All right, we'll get everybody set up with what they need to pull out here. What do we got? Uh, vodka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to pull out Dolan Dry Vermouth. Okay. And uh, some ar- some olives for garnish Very this evening. So far, pretty easy stuff. Probably most folks are going to have this stuff around. If they don't, they need to go get it. That's right. Okay, so... In true James Bond style, you might want to grab a shaker and put some ice in that. Absolutely. However, if you want to make a cocktail the way that a bartender would probably recommend, you might want to pull out your mixing glass and your and your spoon. You know I've got all that stuff ready at the fingertips here. So, we will give you both options, whether you want to stay true to the James Bond style or if you want to make it the way a professional would want to. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and pull those things out. And all right, I've got it all organized here in front of me. All right, so um, just a little bit about the martini before we get going here. Absolutely, we really haven't really talked a lot about kind of, uh, you know, you're going to hear, you're going to see on menus martini, and people think it's different things. People are going to come, well, is it vodka, is it gin, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What, what have we found out about the actual word martini? Well, you can use both. You could use gin or vodka um and on our second recipe we'll be using both of them so it's good to know so a rule of thumb that i read in the cocktail codex which is this wonderful book that we have from the authors of death and company Ooh, death and company i love their uh i like their pictorial cocktail book the death and company book yeah lots of good stuff in there they're really pros um great resource this particular cocktail codex book i won't go too much into it but it really does break down a couple different ways and basic recipes and then helps expand out what those are. So if you are at the bookstore or on Amazon, I would suggest picking it up. And, and the Cocktail Codex really too kind of breaks down not only just individual drinks, it kind of is, breaks it into classifications of drinks. And that's what I find really useful about it. It is. So let me give you a rule of thumb that they had as a suggestion when going into the basic recipe for a martini. And that was... When vodka is the core, that the vermouth that you're using should be decreased. If gin is your core, then because gin has a stronger taste profile, it can stand up to vermouth, so you'd probably want to up the amount of vermouth. So um, that's just a little rule of thumb I thought was pretty interesting and pretty useful. Also found out that gin is essentially flavored vodka that has juniper berries and other herbs in there. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that it was the same base. I so didn't either. I guess I thought it was a different spirit altogether. Our first one, however, is going to be vodka. So we're going to 
be using that. And um, vodka can be distilled from any fermentable plant or fruit. That's where you get the potato vodka, the grain vodka, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Um, and so a martini is a really good way to study the subtleties of vodka, which is uh, obviously a strength of James Bond because he enjoyed the vodka martini quite often. So He, he does a lot of drinking in his movies. Yes. <laughs> he definitely shooting shooting and drinking. That's kind of the name of the game for old James Bond. And then, of course, ladies, too. More than you think. On average, a James Bond has a drink every 10 minutes and 53 seconds. That's my kind of guy. <laughs> Which is a little uh, nerve-wracking. Across 23 movies, <laughs> that's a lot of drinking. Yeah, a little nerve-wracking since the man carries a gun. Um, and anyway. licensed to kill, too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and to drive. Licensed so. to drive. <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to make our vodka martini first and so that we can have something to enjoy while we chat a little bit about um, James Bond. Dun, 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 dun. All right. All so right, let's, uh, in true James Bondian fashion, let's pull out our shaker with ice. We've got it. Let me get some ice and put that in there. We're going to do two and a half ounces of vodka in there. Okay. Let me grab the measuring utensil. Grab okay. my excellent measuring device here delineated so how much was that for the vodka two and a half ounces two and a half that's a big pour here we go it's in it's a stiff drink um we're going to also do a half an ounce of dolan dry vermouth okay so the dolan is so it was Dolan dry it's got the green label on there mm -hmm. here we go it's clear it's clear as opposed to the sweet vermouth right it's in there okay and uh go ahead and put the lid on that and shake Let's that sucker up that thing together here and We'll take care of business here. Now, if you use big ice, like we always suggest, um, you'll shake it for a little bit longer. If you are using your ice out of your refrigerator, you shake it a little bit less. It's all about the dilution. Mm -hmm. So if you have tiny ice, then shake it even less. Like, you don't want it to dilute out It's all about much. the surface area. So we're going to go science here, and you guys. Big ice has less surface area than a lot of little ice. So you shake it longer with the big ice. Yeah. So, all right, so we're going to shake that. Now it's nice and cold. All right, and very good. And I suggest straining that into a martini glass. All right, so here, bring that glass over here, and let's pour some out of here. Let's check this out. Oh, oh, lovely. That looks cold. Lovely and cold. My finger's kind of stuck to the shaker there <laughs> after shaking that up. So, and for garnish with this, I would suggest garnishing with an olive. Oh, yes. Or two. Um, we have delicious olives, so I, I always like more. It's like a snack. I'm putting two in there. Boom, here we are. All right. You could also um, garnish with lemon twist. It just depends on your taste, what you like. But um, an olive is a classic vodka martini. And it, it provides the correct look, I think, when you're looking at your uh, martini in a glass. Have a couple olives in there. All right, here we are. Cheers. Let's try this thing out. All right. Shake uh, it, not stirred this time. All right, let's see what you think of that one. Mm. Oh, man, that's cold. Oh, but it's so good. Yeah, that's that's icy cold. <laughs> you know, the it's almost white looking when you look at the exactly it's there. so yeah, cold. The shaker. Yeah. And, you know, the simplest ingredients come together and uh, and it just, you know, it just tastes right. And, you know, as, we, as we've alluded to numerous times in all the podcasts, you know, switch up the brands of the stuff you're using and, and the taste is going to be different. But this this is fantastic. It tastes great. Yeah, vodkas. Um, all vodkas can taste a little bit different, just like any any spirit. Absolutely. And so, 
Um, I know a lot of people really like um, some of the absolute vodkas for their martinis. Um, it's a great suggestion, but it's also, you know, as we've talked about in previous episodes, don't be afraid to try other other things. So you might want to try a different vodka or you might also want to try a different driver mousse because there are different ones available. Correct. And, you know, you hear a lot of people, too, when they talk about their martinis, they're like, you know, oh, just a tiny bit of vermouth or a bunch of vermouth or no vermouth. or It's just all to your taste. But I say start at this point and then, you know, kind of perfect your own personal drink. But I like this just as is. It is it's fantastic. It's really good. I can see why James Bond likes them. Yeah, I think in all 23 films he had drank at least one martini of one form or another so <laughs> i wouldn't doubt it because he definitely is ordering that quite a bit i read a fact that said that daniel craig is the only 007 to have had more martinis than on-screen kisses really what other sexy james bond <laughs> facts do we have because that's a pretty sexy james bond fact do we, have any, good one, right? do we have any sexy drinky james bond facts what do we got well um well this is a little <laughs> uh Martini has about 130 calories, the way that hey, we just this made is, it. So it's like diet drinks here. Mm, yeah, um, especially if you, that's about the same amount of calories that he would have had having sex with the women that he met when in he those w- movies. When he was getting it on with the ladies, he's like, burn, that's what he's, that's he his just, motivation is to burn off all the calories he's dead. But he does a lot of running around too. So yeah, he's he has a nice slim figure. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's uh, done pretty well. Um, also, this isn't sexy at all, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. He killed more than 352 people and slept with 52 women. Oh, wow. That also helps your figure. <laughs> Kill, <laughs> killing and getting it on with the ladies. But dangerously so, um, three quarters of the women that he slept with tried to kill him. Only three quarters? <laughs> wow. That's pretty good odds, I think. <laughs> he's playing. He's playing the numbers game. He's playing the number, the game of averages. I think it's Casino Royale. So it's his only. <laughs> so only like twenty five percent of the gals had no interest in killing him. Yeah, it's not a very high percentage that didn't want to kill him. Well, there you go. I mean, that sounds. I mean, there's probably people out there in the same situation. I think. Remember, this man had a lot of martinis. That's true. And. Uh, and shot a lot of guns. He's doing a lot of drinking, a lot of shooting <laughs> guns, and you know. It, if you watch, you know, any movie you watch, especially a James Bond, you know, he's he's drinking all that. It can't be too good for his health, you got to imagine. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, you know, his go-to was the martini. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The vodka martini, and then also our second recipe is going to be the Vesper. But um, in the books, he drank more scotch and sodas than martinis. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, because on, on screen, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that really stands out is the shaken, not stirred martinis. Yeah. Um, on screen, but in the books, it's a little bit different. Um, Interesting. There's a lot of references to scotch and sodas, which we aren't telling you how to make it because it's pretty much that. It's just scotch and soda. Yeah. It's like a uncle drink, Greg said. Something like your <laughs> uncle teases you with, hey, want a drink of this? And you drink it, and it tastes like, I don't know, Band-Aids and crap. And so you're like, oh. <laughs> so something your uncle will tease you with. Yeah. No, it's a fine, it's a fine drink. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so um, what else do you want to know about James Bond? That's all I know. It's like things that he killed. And uh, there was, uh, did you know that there was 26 James Bond movies? Oh. And there was seven James Bonds. I, you know, I don't know if I could name all the James Bonds. Let's see if I could try to, let's see how many I can get. So I've got, uh, uh, the, obviously we got Daniel Craig there at the beginning. 
We've got he's uh, my favorite. He's he's a reasonable James Bond. You've got Dana Craig. You've got your uh, you've got your Pierce Brosnan. You've got uh, uh, Sean Connery, and you've got uh, kind of the Bond I grew up with was uh, God. What's his name? Kind of the more debonair, not so violent Bond. Pierce Bronson. No, no, no. Uh, Roger Moore. So oh, that's yeah. that's really the Bond that I grew up with was Roger Moore. And then out of that, I really can't name any other Bonds if there's that many more. Probably I can't. I can't name them. Now you're gonna have me have to look this up really quickly while we're talking. Oh, I mean that's fine. You know, <laughs> it depends on your level of interest in James Bond. I mean, I th- I thought it was an interest. It was a fun link to our se- 007 episode. Well, you've got Sean Connery, right? Yeah, Sean Connery. We've got uh, Pierce Brosnan. We've got uh, Sean Connery was in quite a few of them. Sean Connery's a good Bond. He, he was, was. He a good was kind of like he was more like I think Daniel Craig was the kind of kind of being a little more physical, violence-wise type of Bond. Do you know there was a spoof that Woody Allen was in? I'm sure there was a ton of spoofs on James Bond. Uh, yeah. I'm certain that, that probably that's was a ton disturbing of to me. That uh, yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to see that. I think there was. God, let me. George Lenzinsby. I don't he could be awesome. Lens- I don't know. Lenzinsby. I don't know. Um, you've seen him. Probably. You have because but he I'm was in he was in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It oh, was from okay. the sixties. Roger Moore. That's yeah, Roger Moore. Like I said, that was the Bond I kind of really got introduced to. My dad and I used to watch those, like Moonraker. There you go, uh, Moonraker with Jaws. For your eyes the guy only. With the guys with the teeth and the guys with the the metal teeth. I remember from uh, I remember when I was a kid and For Your Eyes Only came out and. My brother had a buddy over, and uh, he was telling us about For Your Eyes Only. My mom was there, and he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. And my mom was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, at the end, a lady comes out and says, For Your Eyes Only, James Bond, and takes all her clothes off. And I was just like aghast that he said that <laughs> from my mom. I was, that's, that has stuck with me for 30 years, you know, that I remember hearing Actually, oh, longer how old than that was for, he? for God's sake. I mean, well, we were just, I mean, we were, you know, maybe 12. Well, that was why it was shocking. I know. Well, yeah, you don't want to say that. All the good old days when people were shocked at 12 years old at stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Timothy Dalton. Oh, I remember Timothy Dalton, too. I guess that's when I. He was in I, a couple. Yeah, he wasn't. He was yeah, actually pretty in the good, 80s. too. Yeah, he was good at James Bond, I think. And then Pierce Bronson. Yeah, I he got, was a good I got one. Pierce. I liked him. I got Pierce. That was from Goldeneye. He was in several. There was a video, a couple good video games came out of that too. Goldeneye. For oh yeah, gosh, that Pierce was a long Brosnan. time ago. Um, that's good stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty stuff. fun. Seven oh, Bonds. We kind of digress there, but this is the James <laughs> Bond episode, so we're gonna be, you know, you're gonna get some strange James Bond facts here for, for your drinking. I pleasure. feel like James Bond movies. Watching with my dad when I was a kid were the first time I'd ever been exposed to nudity and violence. <laughs> nudity and hyper-violence, yeah. <laughs> well, that way, you know, that was pretty hyper-violent back then. And I'm super terrified of sharks, so... What, oh, that one, one shark movie, you wouldn't like a Thunderball. Oh, my... Was it Thunderball with all the sharks yeah, in it? Yeah, it's when yeah. they... Like the, didn't the floor open up and he got dunked into a shark oh, yeah. tank? Oh, yeah, sharks. Terrifying. I'm literally terrified of sharks. Um. So, yeah, so there's that. That gives you a reason to drink this martini. <laughs> there you go. So as you're drinking your martini, thinking about James Bond and thinking about all the interesting things that have happened to him over his Bond career, all the ladies and all the drinking. 
<laughs> he probably would have been impotent after all that drinking, probably, I would think. Um, actually, it's funny you said that because I found an article. <laughs> speaking speaking of impotence. So there was an article this, that was this in This podcast the, taking a turn. <laughs> that was in, he was such a drinker. Oh, yeah. Like, he was really a drinker. And it's that's probably, it really would have been a problem if it wasn't a fictional character, right? So Sure. Um, the Telegraph in the UK had... A quick article. I actually found more information about this later, um, but this was very short and sweet, so I thought I'd just read it for you verbatim. Let's hear it. Women might desire him, and men might want to be him, but you wouldn't want to have James Bond's liver. According to a recent study in the British Medical Journal, the spy who drinks so much, he is at risk of impotence, (laughs) liver damage, and early death. Researchers worked out that across the James Bond books, the spy downs 1,150 units of alcohol in 88 days, around 92 units a week or four times the recommended maximum intake for men in the UK. Not, then, the kind of person you'd want to have aiming a gun. Or have a license to kill. (laughs) Or drive around and... (laughs) Nonetheless, the glamorous image of 007, the hard-drinking spy, lives on in the public imagination. Over time, he sipped everything from Dom Perignon to Heineken, but the drink he most inextricably is attached to is the martini, which he likes shaken, not stirred. Oh, very nice. If you're ever curious, there is a study from a group in Australia that went into this in depth, and we'll talk about... Deep dive, James Bond. How literally incapacitated he would have been. But yeah, yeah, do a little research. It's fun. You could just look it up on Google. I mean, Google. it's almost about like where your podcast hosts kind of end up on that spectrum <laughs> at a certain level. I mean, liver damage. Liver damage, impotence, impotence and, all that, <laughs> and, and, and early death. And we're doing it for you, for the audiences. Like we're, we're, taking, this, we're taking this on for you guys. Fortunately, it's fiction, so uh, we, can, we can dive into that. Exactly. Well, this is, uh, th- 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 I really like this. I've been a fan of this of this drink since we've been starting to make it and, and the variations which we've been through. But I have not had the Vesper. I am interested in this. This is a good segue. So Ian Fleming, um, he was the author of the James Bond books. And also a spy too, I think I've read, that yeah. he actually was a spy. I'm not, I'm not sure of the circumstances, but that's really all I know about Ian Fleming. Yeah, I think he worked for the Majesty's Secret Service. So Fantastic. Um, he also was a hard drinker and a hard smoker. So well, there you are. <laughs> anyway, and uh, he for this Vesper, he and his friend had come up with this recipe, and then he featured it. Um, his friend's name was Ivor Bryce, and he and Ivor came up with the Vesper recipe, and then featured it in the book Casino Royale. Uh huh. Okay. And it's the first written version of this of this cocktail recipe. So an original cocktail. Made for this guy's book. That is really cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. That is really cool. What is the what is the original recipe from the book? What do we have for that? The original recipe, um, he is telling a, a bartender what he's looking for, and he says he wants a dry martini with three measures of Gordon's, one part of vodka, a half a measure of Kina Lele. He wants it shaken very well until it's ice cold, and then with a peel of lemon that's a that's a lot of liquor in one drink that's like four ounces 
if if you do it that way. But if right. you just look at it as ratio, okay, I think we should do it as ratio because right. I did. And that's the way we'll present I did that. experiment with it as ounces, and it was the most enormous cocktail I've ever made in my life. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to put it into two glasses or put it in a water glass. We sh- we split it. So um, I I actually would prefer the version that is featured in the cocktail codex. Oh, fantastic. And so that's what we're going to make. So So, what what do the folks need to make this version from the Cocktail Codex for the Vesper? Okay. Well, Cocktail Codex prefers that if you use, and I'm going to change it just a little bit as we go through. Okay. Um, They prefer to use a mixing glass and ice. um, As opposed to shake and not stir. As opposed to shake. So we're going to stir and not shake. Okay. But I'm assuming that James Bond liked it shaken so that a little, it would dilute it just a little and bit. And it makes it a little colder to shake, too. That's the purpose for shaking versus stirring. It's going to make it a little bit colder, going to dilute it out a little bit because it's going to bust that ice up. But let's shake it today because okay. that's, that's just more fun and more James Bondy. Seems reasonable to me. So um, we're going to go ahead and pull out some gin for this one. Okay. Vodka. Okay. What well, is the same vodka we had? What gin do we have here? We're using Tanqueray, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's a London dry, and it's good that you asked that. There's two categories for gin. Okay. Um, one is a London dry gin, which um, is probably the most familiar. It's pretty clean. It's nearly neutral. Um, it's has a little bit sharper, spicier flavor to it. So like Beefeater, or Tanqueray, you know, most of the ones that you would see sure. in your liquor store. And uh, Cocktail Codex... Um, describes the second category as contemporary, which is using things more from uh, distilleries, like that's going to be more the, experimental. That's going to be the stuff that's more botanical forward. That kind of stuff you're going to be like getting all the different tastes off of as opposed to just kind of like a, a subtle hint of a juniper on top of a neutral spirit. Right. And if you remember from our Negroni episode when we talked about gin, um, what always makes a gin is it has to have juniper berries in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So it could have... A wide array of different kinds of herbs. We've had some pretty also, robust, robust gins when we were out tasting. Yeah. So um, on this, I would suggest using a London dry. Yeah, and then we've got the Tanqueray today. So it's, yes. it, it, we're right in the right vein. And then you're going to pull the same vodka out we had. I do suggest using um, Absolute. Okay. But, uh, you know, we have a local distillery that we like, and we have their vodka. So and it's really good. Fine. Um, and the original Vesper recipe called for Lillet. That's right. It did. But I, when I was doing some research on this, um, I found that Lillet actually had reformulated in the 20th century. Uh-huh. And they suggested using Cochi Americano, which would have tasted more like the original recipe okay. from the okay. 1950s. That's why we have that. Okay, let's try it. So I am going to suggest that we use the Cochi Americano so we can get a taste that's a little bit closer to the original recipe. So, I like that idea. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, so we're going to do, we're going right. to add ice to the shaker. All righty. Here we are. Okay. And let's do one and a half ounces of gin. All right. Gin is in there. We're going to do three quarters of an ounce of vodka. Three, three quarters of an ounce. Okay. Yes. In. Okay. We got it in. And a half of an ounce of the Cochi Americano. Okay, let's get that opened up. Or if you want to stick closer to the recipe, the Lillet. All right, it's in there. All right, so we got the Kochi Americano in there. Yep, and uh, go ahead and close that up and give it a shake. Put the top on there, and we'll do a little shaking. Again, you want to you want to shake it till it like you almost can't stand to hold it 
to make it really cool, but I don't want to subject you to that, hearing that, you know, in the background the whole time. So here we go. And again, your shaking time might be different depending on what kind of ice you use. Exactly. So. For the interest of time, we did a short shake. Here, right. We'll pour it in a glass here. Let's pour that out. So hopefully this would be the closest that it would All have right. been in flavor to the original recipes in the 50s. So, um, well, yeah, let's see. All right, let's give that a taste. Okay, hold on. No, no, we need to oh. put a little lemon, a little lemon twist on the top okay. of that. Okay, let me peel a little. That's your garnish. Okay, there's be a on little. This one. Instead of the olives, it's going a little. Here, so I got a nice fat. citrus. So I kind of got a fat peeled piece of lemon. I'm going to express that over the top and then just. We want to put that in there or toss it away or? Uh, put it in. All right, so let's, all right, is it in there? Okay. All let's right. Let's give it a try. I think we're ready. This looks pretty nice. So this is the best nice. part. Oh, yeah. This is the actual cocktail when you hear the recipe. Very good. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a different dry, taste. but the vermouth does um, kind of cut that a little bit, and I, it's really good. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really smooth. It's definitely more gin forward than the uh, than the vodka martini we made. So even there, though it's a blend, yeah, but it's definitely that flavor is coming through to me. But it's not overpowering, and it's really nice. Actually, it's really nice. It's a yeah, that's a really good one. I think this is a much better um, recipe for this than the original one I had, which right. is really high. Now, admittedly, you know this is going to be you know like all martinis. This is a pretty this is a spirit forward cocktail, very bold. You know, you're going to be, you know, this isn't sweet. It isn't savory. This is a spirit-forward cocktail. And it's definitely, you know, you can experiment yourself, too. Do you want to add a little more vermouth? Do you want to add a little less? Again, it's one it of those might, types yeah, of Yeah, it might be a good uh, a good drink to have while you walk into the casino before you have to do a murder. Or, um. or <laughs> before you're going to get it on with a lady, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and she might try to murder you, maybe. So um, in the book, James Bond does say about this particular one that um, he said the vodka would be better made with grain instead of potatoes, but he said not to split hairs. So, oh, okay. Uh, in case you want to be particular. And doesn't he only have, he only has like picking. one before dinner, right? But he wants it to be strong and cold or something like that. Yeah, yeah there's All the ingredients like <laughs> to be delicious. And I mean, I mean, that's kind of where we come from too. We want to have... You know, we're maybe we're not going to have, you know, you're not going to sit down and have a f total session on these things, but you want to, the one you want to have is going to be good. It's going to have quality ingredients. It's going to taste right. And that's kind of all James Bond was really trying to do. <laughs> Actually, what, the, what he said was, which is funny, um, after the barman made him the drink, I mean, he told him how to make the drink. He said, well, that's certainly a drink. And, the, and Bond laughed and he said, well, that's when I'm concentrating. <laughs> he would definitely get concentrating with what, what did we figure to be like five ounces of liquor in one that cocktail? The first one was a, yeah, like yeah, five ounces. The original or one like that. was uh, almost insane. Oh my um, gosh. So he said, that's when I'm concentrating. I never have more than one drink before dinner, but I want that one to be large and strong and cold and well made. <laughs> and you know, that is a excellent summary for this episode you know uh, i think that that describes pretty much bond's drinking style to a to a t and you know so i hope folks really take away from this i mean this you know definitely isn't the definitive episode on everything martini but you know it's a great way to get into a really interesting character james bond and kind of 
where he was coming from with his drinking. And you can, I wouldn't recommend drinking along with the movies. Probably not the way to go. (laughs) 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 Having a martini every time he does in the movie, probably not the way to go. Shan, if uh, people want to see some pictures of these drinks and get these recipes, because we've went through them pretty quickly here. Mm -hmm. If they want to see these pictures and get the recipes, where can they go? You can find us on Instagram at amateur bartending four. That's the number four immature and please like us on iTunes and Google Play. This has been a great episode, Shan. I've had a really good time. I like both of these cocktails. So until next time, everyone, Shannon, cheers. Cheers. And happy cocktailing. <laughs>